Welcome to Mastering Your Thirties, a podcast to guide women in their thirties about how to relax, enjoy the ride, and make investments for their future health, wealth, and well-being. And for women beyond their thirties to share their wisdom and experience with others. I'm Alev Bakan, health and nutrition coach and founder of Health and Cope. In this episode, Jenna Reichel is my guest. Jenna is a business and mindset coach for moms. She helps moms transition out of their corporate roles and into business ownership in a way that honors that their dream to create more flexibility and balance for themselves and their families. She helps moms transition sustainably, not just for their own mental health, but for their business. We talked about time management, balancing life, and mom guilt, and also many other things that relates to all mompreneurs. Okay. Hi, Jenna. How are you? I am good. How are you? Good, good, good. Well, I'm so glad to be with you today and to do this recording with you. Uh, please tell us about yourself. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, I am, my name is Jenna Reichel, and I am a business and mindset coach for mom entrepreneurs um, and aspiring mom entrepreneurs. And uh, what that means is, is that I work with moms to transition out of corporate and start their own business. And I have a one-year-old myself. Um, he just turned one, so I'm a mom. And um, and yeah, I my background is in counseling and business and corporate leadership. And so my coaching combines all of those things to um, to help clients. Wow, business and mindset coach. So. Can you tell me a little bit about the main complaints of your clients? Yeah, for sure. So my clients are moms who um, who really don't have a lot of time um, and flexibility in their current roles. So I usually talk to moms when they are at the end of their road in their corporate roles. They want a change. They want to escape corporate. Uh, they're tired of requesting PTO when their kiddo is sick. Um, and, you know, for as much as corporations try to be flexible and try to accommodate um, our moms, they they really fall short um, ultimately. Because um, even if there are kind of methods of being flexible and understanding, Usually in the culture, that doesn't play out the way that uh, moms need it to. So my the moms I work with are, are really just tired, exhausted, looking for any sense of balance. and But they still want to be, you know, financially contributing to their family in some way and have their own career identity. And so um, they are looking for another option. And, you know, I've found myself and and for the moms I work with, uh, business ownership tends to be a beautiful opportunity to create flexibility and balance. Um, and when I say balance, I mean, um, not necessarily balance on a scale, but 
being able to define what balance means to them and and kind of live out their ideal schedule. Um, and so, so yeah, that ends up being my client's complaint and, and also how we get to a better place for them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think time and balance, they are the essential uh, problems for all moms, but especially when you are a new mom like yourself, mm -hmm. I think uh, they are very, they are big variables in our, in your life, right? Uh, and, and so if your client comes to you with those complaints, Uh, what is the protocol you follow? Do you have a, a structured program or do you structure your program according to your client's need? And yeah. what is the timing? Yeah. So a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say every single mom I work with, even if their first complaint or problem is not necessarily time, um, I do find that the skills that we work through to create time and energy are helpful for every mom, but really any human being, right? I just now like to um, use my powers for <laughs> for good with moms. <laughs> I used to help uh, leaders prevent burnout in corporate America. Uh -huh. So um, when I became a mom, I wanted to, to help moms because yeah. now I'm the biggest mom cheerleader. <laughs> but um, so no matter what a the biggest complaint or the biggest problem moms come to me with we're always going to address time management and helping moms create time and energy um i have a uh, process that i use personally and that all of my clients use that helps them to live a more conscious and deliberate life. So being able to use their time in a way that aligns with their priorities, um, whether that be family or work or you know self-care, they really are able to find the time, uh, which is you know something that is difficult for, for all moms. And so I always teach that skill uh, and that process to moms. Uh, but then it really depends on what they need. Um, so what they are, where they're at in their business, um, if they just have an idea, if they don't even have an idea, that will be individual based on um, where they're at and what they need. The other really important thing that I do almost always uh, because moms are are really exhausted from their corporate roles is we go through a process of loving their job before they leave it. And what that does is it helps them to take control really of not just their um, environment, but their kind of emotions and to see how exhausting uh, it can be to like hate our space and hate our environment that we're in. So there's a self-coaching model that I use to help moms really understand what thoughts are leading to just being absolutely fed up and exhausted. And we relieve a lot of that at the beginning um, because making decisions from a place of uh, being of tension and like wanting to run away from something is is not 
their best place to be making a decision. It's really when we are open and um, and inviting new opportunities and kind of excited where we are, but also excited to level up. That's when the best stuff comes out. So that I always do that with with folks as well. And that it mitigates a ton of the exhaustion. So combined with having tools and then also this mindset shift, uh, I really see immediate results um, in moms just feeling lighter and more in control really early on in the coaching process. But then, of course, I work with them for six months. So that's like weeks one through four uh, we're working on those. And then um, the rest of the time, the five months, we're really building their business, transitioning out of corporate and um, and helping them to, to identify with being an entrepreneur. Yeah. And I think that's also another big challenge because, of course, corporate world is tough and, you know, you have to follow the guidelines. Like you say, uh, getting the time off is a big process and sometimes is a, a very not successful uh, process yeah. but also being an entrepreneur is another journey that full of unknowns and uh, you have all the power but you also don't have any power at all like in at the same time it's 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 tough to describe so you you become your own boss but then you are the only one who is also who needs to deal with everything, every decision. Mm. And I think the major problem with uh, mom entrepreneurs uh, is that the feeling of uh, guilt, right? Mm. Not mm -hmm. being enough, not being an enough businesswoman, but also not being an enough mom or wife, I don't know, or daughter, like, you know, like all these, it feels like we are, when we are failing in one aspect of our life, we are failing automatically in all aspects. Do you, how do you work on these, on those feelings? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you bring up a good point that I just want to touch on before that, which is anybody who's an entrepreneur knows that business ownership is not necessarily the golden ticket to flexibility, no anxiety, you know, being able to take off whenever you want, right? I ask people at the beginning, like, what is their why? And so many moms will say, I want flexibility. Mm. I tell them, I say, trust me. <laughs> you don't just automatically get flexibility when you have your own business. Actually, the opposite happens. Now it's all on you. And with this, you know, syndrome of not enoughness, it can be really hard to step away when we don't have the amount of clients or the income starting out that we that we want to replace our salary right so that's where i think coaching comes in really beautifully and and at least the way i approach it that's like we need to start this business in a way that's sustainable which means that we are taking into account that you want more balance not less balance right and that you're doing this so that you can be with your kids when they're sick and you can be at pickup without asking your boss, right, at 3 p.m. every day. And so many moms that I work with, they, you know, successfully transition into business ownership. And then they get really um, 
anxious about, you know, when the kid's sick and they can't move their business forward. And it's really nice to be there to be able to say, hey, here's a reminder. This is why you're doing this. You are, you started this business so that you can snuggle with your sick kid this entire week. So here's the permission. I'm giving you permission to do that. And it's really helpful to have that person because, yeah, it is all on us. And we're not giving ourselves permission enough, right? We're we're swimming in guilt most of the time because um, it's really easy to feel like we either are not with our kids enough. We're, when we're with our kids, we're thinking about our business. When we're with the business, we're thinking about our kids. And it can be really draining um, to always feel like we're questioning whether we're doing the right thing. Um, and I asked, you know, I did some market research with my my moms, my mom entrepreneurs. And one of the things that kept coming up when I asked them about their biggest fear is whether or not they are messing up their kids. <laughs> and and I totally can relate, right? It's like, you know, we we don't know um exactly what what will be the um the best way to parent, right? And I like to talk to my clients about or or changing the thought error that there is a best way or there is a right way. We're all looking for the right thing to do and it just drains us, right? Because we'll never know mm-hmm. if, uh, if we've chosen correctly, right? It's, this is such a long game. Parenthood is like never ending. It's this game that's never ending. So removing this pressure that we need to Uh, do the right thing or we need to find the best way and just understanding that whatever we choose at any given time is the best thing for us and our child at that time and then we can always go back and we can learn from it if the consequences were you know things we want to avoid in the future but truly trusting ourselves that whatever we're doing is the right thing or the best thing at the time. And so that kind of leads into the mom guilt piece. And I actually did, um, I did a, a training on this and I'm, I'm happy to send you the recording for the, um, for like the follow-up or show notes. Uh-huh. And what is so important to know about mom guilt is that it always stems from a story that we have in mind. So, it's not that we um, that we forgot to pick up our kid at um, at daycare or at you know kindergarten. It's our thought about that, right? It's the thought that I'm a terrible mother, uh-huh. and that thought, that story about whatever happened, is where we create the exhaustion, but it's also within our power to change that story or to look at ourselves or the situation different. So a great example, you know, if if we did forget um, or we were late to pick up the kiddo at daycare and they say, you know, mom, you forgot about me. Um, I hate you, right? Let's, let's be dramatic. <laughs> like the kids are. You forgot about me. I hate you, right? We can either think to ourselves, um, I'm a terrible mother. Or we can think to ourselves, like, I'm a great mom for trying to balance all of this and showing my kid 
that um, that I can be a strong business owner and I can be there for them, right? So all that to say that it's the sentences in our brains that create that emotion of, of guilt. And we have the power to change those sentences or to understand and being aware of those sentences so they have less power over us. Yeah. And I think also like, um, because something very similar happened to me uh, with my daughter, she is doing Nutcracker mm -hmm. uh, shows. And somehow I've never done this before, but somehow I mix up the dates. Yeah. So we missed one of her show and it was a big deal. And first I didn't want to tell her. I said, you know what, I'm just going to go smoothly and try to, you know, change the subject and, you know, so that she will go to the next show and everything. Then I said, you know what, I'm just going to tell her, admit that I forgot the mix up the show dates and um, uh, she missed one show and first like you said her reaction was a little bit dramatic she's like oh my god you ruined my whole uh, my lighting it's I, and i was feeling terrible already you know it i was it, i was even more meaner to myself in my own head but then i said you know what people make mistakes you know i made a mistake i'm so sorry about it it's not like i wanted to hurt you I want you to you know miss that show and I did that mistake I'm so sorry about it I'm gonna double check everything uh, and be more on top of it and I said I'm sorry uh, so I think it's also important to accept that there was a oh like a mistake done or like a something that we forget and you know, explain it to the child as, you know, people make mistakes, mom make mistakes. And mm. in that uh, case, uh, we can, it, I think it's also very important to ask for help, like a good communication about your situation. Uh, and when we are talking about working moms, uh, we usually talk about the job part of it and the kids part of it. But I think there is also another component, a very important, the spouse uh, part of it, right? Mm -hmm. It takes a village to raise a kid. It takes a village to have a business up and running, and it takes. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think you need to have a good good partner. You can be separated from your partner, then you will build your own system around it, and maybe have another support system. It can be your parents. It can be your nanny. I don't know. So, um, do you have any any components? about this in your program yeah absolutely absolutely and the one thing too i, I do want to just um give extra kudos to what you just said or highlight it again because so one thing i i tell or i've talked about in in my workshops is that um every emotion has um has a gift to it so even guilt has a gift like we see the negative connotation of it which is like self-loathing and hatred and and regret maybe but then there's also this gift which is the humbling being able to say like whoa I feel guilty which means something's going on that maybe I need to ask forgiveness for and you did that beautifully right and it's such a good modeling for our kids right Adley's one so he doesn't talk yet but um 
but it's it's so beautiful to be able to say i'm sorry and i make mistakes mm-hmm. and for even if the kid does not seem to understand in that moment our actions speak louder than than words well and this includes words right because you're uh-huh. apologizing uh-huh. and that is something that is modeled to them from now on right they'll know that um and and i grew up in a generation uh where our my parents didn't apologize it was sort of like of course yeah <laughs> and it was like the parents are right it's because i said so right yeah, there's, there's sort of this power differential love my parents so much but it, it is a generational thing yeah. And and I think that this, you know, next generation of parents are really taking on this um, where we show up as humans and we show our kids that they can be humans as well. They can make mistakes. They can apologize. And that really is the work of, of being human. Now, for um, for the the help aspect and it takes a village, it's I love this topic because help is one of the biggest issues that I see moms creating for themselves, honestly, um, myself included. Like, you know, I it's easier to coach than to <laughs> my own advice, right? Um, and this really, uh, I, t- I work with clients for six months really around their, their business, right? But all of these things are included. But I also do, um, starting in January, a group program that's six weeks instead of six months. And in the six weeks, it's solely dedicated to creating time and energy. So some of the things I just talked about with um, mindset shifts and uh, the time management tools and processes, but then there's also what you just brought up, which is um, one of the elements that that I talk about is data. So, you know, the dreaded dada, which kids always seem to um, figure out how to say first. And it's the acronym D-A-D-A. The first D is delete. So, you know, before even needing to ask for help or anything, there are so many things that we just need to delete from our schedule and delete. Like, we don't need to be signing up for all the classroom help and the camp mom and the all the things, right? My sister's in this right now where she is just, she's volunteering for things um, from, you know, from a place of wanting to be helpful and wanting to be there for her kiddos, but also it's exhausting and and sort of, you know, I'm having to to pump the brakes with her a little bit. And she's actually joining the program in January. So nice. <laughs> she'll, she'll get accountability for these things. But D is delete. Like we just need to not even ask for help on things with that. We just need to get it off of our schedule and just say no more often. The first A is to ask for help. Mm-hmm. So this is something where I see moms not doing this very often. Um, we think we should have to do it ourselves or should be able to, or we're just so used to doing things ourselves or liking it done a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so we don't ask. Uh, and so I challenge moms um, on different things because a lot of moms I've noticed have partners who are willing to help, but who aren't being included. Uh, you know, we can fall guilty to um, wanting the other person to read our minds. And so and so it's really having a concrete way of really involving that other person. 
And this is also for single moms too, right? Who have family or friends who really do want to help and being able to ask them. I always say asking for help, it does more for their relationship because that person then feels trusted. They feel like you trust them to help them, you. And that's a beautiful thing. So I always tell moms, don't think of it as something selfish that you're like passing things off. Think of it as you're actually helping somebody because they want to help you, right? Yeah. yeah. So the first A is ask for help. Mm -hmm. the, the, the second D is delegate. So there's sometimes in our partnerships or with our families that we do need to delegate tasks and and give somebody else ownership. Um, a really good example is like uh, doctor's appointments, right? Um, I know a lot of moms who have a, the, a huge mental load of keeping track of all the appointments, rescheduling, getting the kiddos there, and being able to delegate something of that to your partner or to a family member that just says, okay, you are in charge of dentist appointments, right? It's like, I will take care of the primary care. I will take care of, you know, the the um, dermatologist. You have the dentist appointments, right? Um, and being able to play to each other's strengths too, mm -hmm. delegating things in a way that um, that really sets them up for success. Because a lot of times, you know, we've been doing it and it comes natural to us, and then we get a little persnickety when it's done differently. So there is a time period where, you know, in delegation, we have to set people up for success. Mm -hmm. The second A is accept help. So if you're like me, you're blessed with a lot of family around, um, you know, mother, mother-in-law, lovely friends, sisters, siblings, and people will ask if they can help with something. And my first response is always like, no, I got it. Right. It's like, no, I got it. But really recognizing that in ourselves and pausing and accepting help is huge. Right. So being able to accept childcare or accept um, that the mother-in-law takes the kiddo for the day so you can get some work done. Um, you know, sometimes we don't even have to come up with the things. They won't offer them to us. And then we just have to lean towards yes. Um, so that is, that's data. That's one example of one of the things that we work on. Um, and it sounds so simple, but it's so difficult. Oh, it's it's very difficult. I think it's it, it needs a lot of uh, practice. Yeah, practice and also like looking at your own feelings mm -hmm. and actions and a lot of self-analyzation and everything. So I think it's a it's a big step. So this is also included in your six uh, weeks program, right? Correct. Yep. So the um, the difference between the six week program and you know, working with a client for six months is the six-week program. We're going to get down and dirty with just like these skills, these processes, um, the accountability piece. So there's going to be immediate results that just geared towards time and energy. Because so many moms that I talk to who want to start businesses and want to get out of corporate, um, a big excuse is not having enough time. 
or being too tired to then work on the business after the workday. And so my the intention here is to really help moms be able to take back control of their time and energy in very deliberate um, ways on a weekly basis so that they can build in time for the things that they want to do. And maybe it's not starting a business. Maybe it is a hobby that they've been pushing off. Maybe it's um, being involved in um, kind of a local organization for, um, you know, for uh, donating time, right? Uh Um, But if it is a business, I, I have talked about this in my workshop that I did last week, but uh-huh. um, if we just spend two hours a week on a business or on anything over the course of a year, and here we are approaching the new year, yeah. over the course of a year, you would have spent over a hundred hours on that business. And you can definitely create a fully functioning business in less than a hundred hours, right? So you know, as we enter into the new year and we have commitments to ourselves, you know, getting control of our time and making sure that we're spending it in a way that aligns with our priorities and and our dreams ultimately is so important. And it doesn't take all that much time, right? Like I said, two hours a week to build an entire business in 2024, right? It's it's super, super possible. Um, and so that's what the program aims to do. It aims to help moms take control of their time and to really spend their time on what matters to them rather than feeling like they're at the beck and call of everybody around them just trying to stay afloat. Wow. And how they can um, sign up for this program? Yeah. So I am taking a limited number of moms. I think we have four slots left. Oh, there will be a max of, of 10. So we already have six signed up. But I encourage them to set up a, a conversation with me just to make sure that it aligns with what they need. Um, I'll, I also like to get feedback along the way. So I like to make sure that um, they are willing to do that as well. So I would recommend that they send set up a um, just a 30-minute conversation, which I will absolutely send you the link to that. Yes, we will put the link on the bio and on the information section too. Yeah. Oh, that's that's where I think that will be even a good uh, program to join, not for the mom who are in transition from corporate world to, to their own business, any kind of mom or like, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. even like empty nesters they have all this time but they don't know they still are uh, complaining about time you know like uh, so absolutely time yeah. the the biggest tool and mm-hmm. also sometimes can be the biggest excuse for things that we don't want to do we always say you know i don't have time for this you don't have time and we, we, yeah and so and we we maybe know deep down that we can carve out that time but we don't want to sometimes. So I think yeah. managing our time is also like it's basically managing the stress in your life. Absolutely. Yeah. The the time management tool that I teach um, minimizes so much stress because it takes out all the decisions 
in the week of what should I be doing at any given time. And it really creates a a process where all of those decisions are made when you're in a good headspace at the beginning of the week before things get started. And then you sort of just turn into a robot and and follow the plan versus making decisions up as you go, because that's where we get in our own way. Um, and you're absolutely right that the the question or the problem of time is for everyone. Um, I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs who are at that place who, you know, have been grinding in their business nonstop so that they can have flexibility to pick up their kid at three, but they're working every night um, until 9 p.m. after bedtime and just feeling exhausted and, and actually wanting to, so many moms wanting to go back to corporate because they are tired. And and so this is for them too, because it really is all about managing our time and our energy in a way that suits us and our mental health. And so, so yeah, the, the six-week program is really a it the results can suit any mom and really any human being right but it's a much more fun group if it's um you know all moms <laughs> and that's the thing too we meet weekly so there's um modules that sort of teach different concepts and then we meet weekly as a group and um and it's not a group to vent i'm really big on um, it being important that we are lifting each other up uh, in different ways and seeing each other and seeing each other's struggles, certainly, and the challenges and aligning with each other, but making it a really productive space for us to feel, um, for us to enjoy being a mom, right? Yeah, yeah. And enjoy being women and humans, right? Yeah. It's um we are so multifaceted. It, mom is just one part of our identity, uh, but we want to make sure that uh, all the other identities show up in our schedule. So the business owner, the um, the hobby, the you know the uh, basketball player, the uh-huh. artist, the track star. Right? We want all of those to be built into the, our time as well. It really is energizing. Wow. Well, very well said, and I can, you know, really understand it much, much, much better. Uh, well, Jenna, thank you so much for joining me today. And I I hope people who are listening and who are not maybe complaining about their time management or like time being the biggest stress creator in their life will be able to join your program and get a taste of what time a, a well-established established time management is uh, or to join your longer program and also get uh, things resolved with their businesses too like um, <laughs> absolutely and here's the thing too I want to say like we are valid in complaining about time because we have a lot going on mm-hmm. but it doesn't serve us to complain about time right it's just it's even more exhausting to constantly be focusing on how much time we don't have so i like to come from a place of abundance and figure out you know we all have 24 hours and there's neurosurgeons with families writing books <laughs> i always like yes. yeah so it's like it is possible 
And we just have to figure out what, what serves us and how to make it happen that aligns with us and our family. Yes. Every time I will complain, I complain about the time. From now on, I'm going to remember that neurosurgeon. <laughs> I will be like, okay, remember the neurosurgeon. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I, I hope to maybe have you again and maybe we can... If we have questions coming from the listeners, we can answer the questions and uh, talk about being a mom in your 30s because you are still in your 30s and how your program went about the feedback of your program. I would love doing a part two. Yes. Okay. Perfect. And That's a be... promise. <laughs> I will connect. I'm happy to, happy to do it. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much again. Thank you. You can also learn more about Mastering Your 30s Club and group programs and all the information about my guests at www.haltanco.com slash masteringyour30s. Can you or somebody you know be a great guest for this podcast? Please fill out our guest form at www.masteringyour30s.com. Listen to the new episodes of Mastering Your Thirties wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you for listening. Until next time, be good to yourself.